Good morning, and welcome back to The Real Estate Expert. Like I promised last week, we are going to continue with part two of to invest or not to invest. But today, we're going to concentrate on flipping because that seems to be the question of the hour, so to speak. People want to know what they need to know in order to flip. Well, the first thing that I need to do is give you a definition. Flipping is when you buy a property, a real estate property, with the intent to do some repairs, either major or minor, and then to put that property back on the market. It is not a property that you purchase with the intent of homesteading. And remember we talked last week about what homesteading is. That's when you actually live in the property. So we're going to talk about flipping. Oh, and remember last week, the real estate expert was not sure of the timeline for an FHA loan of when a new buyer can purchase a flip. Well, it's like I said, ding, 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 I was right. It's like I said, it's 90 days. So the flipper has to have had the title in their name for at least 90 days before an FHA purchaser can proceed with the contract on that property. But back to flipping. Like I said, I just gave you the definition and some of the things that I would recommend that a new flipper, that someone that doesn't have any investment properties, that a new flipper would keep in mind. And we covered some of these things just briefly last week, but I want to, I guess, spend a little bit of time on each of them. The first one is make sure that there's money in the property. What do you mean, Yvonne, make sure that there's money in the property? So when you buy a property, first off, I strongly recommend if you have never done a flip or a purchase um, like this before, buying a property with the intent of reselling it, let a professional help you. Get, if you don't use the real estate expert, which I strongly recommend that you do, at least get someone who has some experience in the purchase or the sale of real estate. So when you get ready to buy that property, you've got someone that is able to interpret the comps. What do you mean, Yvonne, interpret the comps? That means that they can go into their system and look at the homes that sold in that area uh, prior to, usually an appraiser will use up to 180 days. So an appraiser will go back six months to look at the value 
or the sales price of a property that has sold prior to six months and help you assess that realtor can help you then assess the value of the property that you are getting ready to purchase. So what you want to do is, like I said, first get someone that knows how to do comps, how to look at other properties and give you what they anticipate this property should sell for. But the difference in a flip and a typically home that you would purchase to homestead or a home that you would purchase to live in, you are looking at what's called the ARV. And ARV means after repair value. So it's usually somewhere, there's no hard and fast rule, but it's usually 70% that an investor should pay for a property after the repair value. Okay, Yvonne, how do I calculate my after repair value? Now, if you're driving, of course, you can't write this down. But if you're at home, and this information that I'm getting ready to give you, and like I said, it's not a hard and fast rule, but the 70% rule, as it's called, you know how there's that 80-20 rule in dating or relationships, I'm getting off topic. The 70% rule is the rule that an investor pretty much goes by, and that rule basically says that an investor should pay no more than 70% of the after repair value, the ARV of a property minus the repairs that are needed. So like I said, if you're driving, you won't be able to write these numbers down, but you can always go back to um, my podcast and listen to this again. But if you're somewhere where you can get a pencil and write this down, I'm gonna give you just some general numbers. So say if a home's ARV value, after repair value, is $150,000, okay? So, and y'all thought you never would need math. Anyway, it's $150,000. And say you've already determined that it needs about $25,000 in repairs. And let me stick a pin in this. Where flipping becomes a little bit on shifty ground for a new investor is you've got to sit down and determine your ability to put sweat equity into this property. Now, if you're the type of person that you say, you know what, construction is my job, so I'm just gonna buy this house as a side project and fix it up on my off days, kudos to you, good for you, because you're going to be able to gain more from the sweat equity that you put into it when you get ready to sell it. 
But if you are the type of investor that basically, if someone says uh, a screwdriver as opposed to, they say, give me a Phillips head, you don't understand that it's the same tool or you don't understand anything about it. Well, the amount of sweat equity that you're going to be able to put into that home is of course less than a person that has some knowledge of how to repair a home. So always keep that in mind. Are you going to be 100% dependent upon a contractor in order to get your home ready for flipping? And is it a contractor that's going to dedicate 80% of his time to your project? Or is it a contractor that's going to dedicate only 20% of his time to your project? All these things need to come into play when when you're getting ready to make the decision to flip. Now remember, today we're only talking about flipping about flipping. Another thing that I want to throw a pin in there with regard to flipping is remember the longer that you have this property, the more interest you're paying on the loan. And this is saying you didn't pay cash for it. The more interest you're paying on that loan or on that money that you borrowed. So keep that in the back of your mind as well because all of these things at the end of the day is eating into your what into your profit margin so keep that in mind so back to our example if a home's after repair value is $150,000 okay and it needs about $25,000 in repairs Well, the 70% rule, remember we talked about that. The 70% rule says that if you are an investor getting ready to purchase that property, you should pay no more than $80,000 for that home. How did you get that number, uh, Miss Yvonne? You would take Now, this is where your pencil and pen is going to come in. You would take the $150,000, the after repair value of the home, and then you would multiply it by 70. Remember our 70% rule. And that's going to take you to $105,000, okay? After repair value. Then you're going to subtract the $25,000 of repairs that you needed, okay? 150 times the 70% comes out to be $105,000. Then you're going to, excuse me, then you're going to subtract the 25,000 of repairs. Remember that can be more or less because if you know what you're doing and you're putting in sweat equity, then it's gonna be less than 25,000 to bring your your profit margin up. But let's leave it at 25 for the sake of this example. And so you're saying 105,000, 150, 
times 0.7, 70%, equals 105. Then out of that 105, because what we're doing is backing our way up, we've got this bus in reverse. The 150 is the value that it would be after everything's done. It's all pretty, it's shiny, the cabinets are done, everything. So then I'm going to take the 70% of the 150, it comes out to be 105. Then I'm going to subtract the 25,000 that we said, for example, that we'd have to pay John the contractor. So 105 minus 25 equals 80. So an effective flip for a property that you're planning on selling for 150, you would purchase it for no more than $80,000. So why is a realtor important in this example? That 150 figure that you're basing everything on, that realtor has to help you, or I suggest needs to help you in arriving at that amount. How do they do that? They look at the value of not the list price, not the list price. So many people get caught up in pulling up par, now that everybody can pull it up and they can see that the house next door is listed for 200, the house down the street is listed for this. Keep in mind, not the list price, but the price that the sales price. That means how much would a potential buyer pay for your house? And they're gonna pay based on what the neighborhood sales are within a three mile, three to five mile radius because that's what the appraiser uses. So bottom line, you're not gonna pay any more or I would suggest not paying any more than 80,000. Now keep in mind, we've not even deducted the interest that you're having to pay on that loan. We just took, for example, that, that $25,000 was the contractor. But any money that you're having to pay for the loan would also get added into it. So you see why, yeah, the television shows make it look really, really easy and really, really simple, but it's not. So before you jump into flipping, flipping is like swimming. You better know what you're doing before you get into that water. Cause if you don't, what happens? You will gloop, 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 drown. So today we talked about flipping, Next time, because I got so many comments from this and I love it, next time we're going to talk about investment from a rental standpoint. What happens there? What's the difference? So until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful life. Stay safe and I'll see you next time.